0: I've been in the u s giving delivering a few public lectures talking about how we're trying to create a new kind of body of work from Africa that is African that can help spark a way of thinking in Africa that can be emulated in the world a lot of a lot of talk yeah but I've had a little bit of extra time to think of the profession and of what we are doing as a group towards trying to make better architecture one of the first things that i've been thinking about is the fact that a lot of a lot of it, there's, there's been a lot of uh, dichotomy between what happens in schools and what happens in real practice and I've noticed over the years that like after I gave my for instance my 9 H talk in Lagos um someone came up to me and said I should streamline my thoughts because um I we were doing we're doing too many things thinking of too many things at once well he might have had a point but I don't think so. Being an academic as he is, he sees the world from one point of view. And most, I've realized also that, that mostly new architectural movements, changes in the architectural grammar and language globally rarely ever come from schools. Because as academics, your job is to overthink things. And that's not a bad thing but people who practice generally synthesize information faster and make correlations between things that usually would not be correlated much faster than the academic world. And this is the reason why the practicing architect is that important, even in academia. Now, that aside, I've also been thinking largely about how we make our objects. And I've I've noticed that a couple of young architects in the past few few years have been rightly given the microphone to showcase their work. And the work on the other on on, on, on one hand is very interesting because they take shapes that are not usually architectural shapes and turn them into what might look like architecture but what pains me is the fact that these objects and foliage that have been created are not created with the mind of habitation they are created for creation's sake and this as a thing is extremely dangerous for architecture here is why Once we start to get famous for creating empty shells and not helping our environment become better and not creating things that can help change the grammar of the world and change worldviews and push forward new ideologies that can steer the world in a better direction, we tend to become more irrelevant than we are right now. And this is a point of great irrelevance for architecture, even if if you if you do the math properly, you'd realize that architecture is the missing ingredient in politics today that can switch the worldview of the globe in the right direction with architecture poised to do what is right and to create new ways of seeing the world, new ways of escape for the people of the world, the world suddenly becomes better. Politics suddenly becomes less atrocious, and we won't be worried about things like global warming. Why? Because the architecture itself will be citizens and if they are citizens they will contribute rightly to to the growth of the environment, which is not what architecture does today. And therefore, because of these thoughts, I've been looking deeper and deeper into what we are doing and have realized also that there's an urgency in the need of architecture and an urgency in the world today for us in Africa. To be able to create an architecture that can help steer the world in another direction, that can remove this almost negative impact of architecture that we see every day, that it's really just empty shells and iconic shells that um, nobody can afford, um, and nobody cares that nobody can live in them and afford them to things that people can revere again so that architecture once again in this life can lead the way thanks for listening this is james george out